0: Okay, well, um, we have some very special guests to be with us here this morning. Uh, They minister in Siberia. Right? Isn't that where you guys are? I mean, so it must be nice to be back in New Jersey and feel this warm weather. No. Steve and Jen Butwell are with us here today, and they are missionaries to Liberia. But they're a Jersey couple. They're like... They fit right in with all of us, and they've been serving the Lord. And Steve is going to come up, or I want to invite you guys to come on up. And I just want to say a couple of things uh, before Steve um, introduces himself and the ministry that they're doing. Because if you go on their website, um, what you will say when you've watched a few of their videos, you'll say, these people are having way too much fun to be serving the Lord. (laughs) And and like this guy here, he's an act. He's an act all by himself, and so are you, Jen. You two guys just work together, and these videos come across like they are there serving the Lord in Liberia, doing something that's very challenging in a very challenging area. So it's not like it is all fun, but you're making it look like it's fun, and you're making it look like it's easy. And I think that's probably because deep in your heart, it is. It is right? It's it's the adventure that God has called you to. And it's wonderful to see you do it with joy and with enthusiasm and with success as well. You guys have been very successful there. So ladies and gentlemen, Freedom Church, this is Steve Butwell, his wife, Jen. Would you stand just for a second, Jen? Good. Take that one right there. Yes, sir.
1: In the on position. See, (laughs) I'm not used to technology. I live in the bush. (laughs) Um, But we do want to say thank you, thank you so much um, for all of your support because you guys have been walking with us for the past 10 years while we've been over in Liberia. And I mean, it's just crazy to think that it's been a decade. I mean, it really is hard to wrap your brain around the fact that we've been over there for for 10 years. And and like Pastor Steve said, we do enjoy it. We love it. And um, and it's a gift. It's a gift to be on mission for God. Um, It's a gift to be on mission with God and for God to just, you know, for us to know that we're where we're supposed to be in God's plan. Um, And so it is fun. Like we get to do it. Um, And so we want to thank you for the last 10 years and just give you a quick update um, since the clinic opened in 2013, uh, we've now seen the team has seen over ten, over 30,000 patients. Um, it, the team has treated over 12,000 cases of malaria and delivered 180 healthy babies. So we just want to thank you so um, for, for making that possible. And right now we have 17 Liberians, full-time on staff at the clinic, and they are phenomenal. God has always linked us up with the right people at the right time, and the team is there right now while we're here stateside this summer, running the clinic and doing an excellent job of it. So um, we're just so happy to have um, a really good team uh, to help us out and, and, and to be working with while we're there. and uh, So this past year, We've, we've been working on a lot of different projects, and we've got a video that, that highlights some of these projects. So that was just a quick kind of a collection of just some of the projects that, that we've been working on. Um, the, the clinic opened a new building uh, in, back in January, and uh, it's the first health facility um, in the entire region, in the county, that has running water. Um, even the hospital doesn't have running water out there. Um, so um, everybody's been excited about that. And um, obviously you saw the library is, is huge um, for, for the community because most homes, they don't have a single book in their house uh, for kids or adults to read. Maybe they might have a Bible, but that might be the only book um, that they would have in the house. And so kids don't have an opportunity to, to read. Um, Even in the the classroom, it's hard to get a hold of books. So like to have a library where they can go and it's got over a thousand books and um, they're using it every day and it's just so cool to see. Um, And then um, we've done some road improvement projects. And the basketball court has been phenomenal because it's a great way to draw youth in from the community, not only the school and the mission, but like the whole community to be able to do discipleship programs and and get them plugged into hearing the word of God um, also while learning a new sport. Um, And... Uh, one of the things that we're really excited about is we've been expanding the farm. This past year, we planted over six thousand coconut trees. We cleared the land, planted the trees, uh, and then also got investors that um, were we were able to build a coconut oil processing facility right there on the site. And last month, they started producing their first cold pressed uh, coconut oil, and um, and we're selling that. And so that. Will has a future of leading to the, the entire site being self-sustainable in in possibly around five years time, which is phenomenal. It could it could fund the the church, the school, and the clinic. Um, yeah. Plant this from scratch. No, it's been something that God's just given vision. Um, you know, from different people that have come out, and you know, we pieced it together to figure out like how can this place be sustainable. Um, through you know what god's given in terms of the 150 acres of land um, and it's just it's it's just it's cool because it's like right now like it's all coming together and it is such a great place um, so it's exciting like it's a really exciting time for the mission it's exciting time for us um, and and so it's just fun to come and share that stuff with you guys <laughs> um, and I mean, some of the things that aren't on the video that we're like, we get geeked up over is the fact that we're just we're, we're plugged in to the local church. And I've been working with the local church and the local pastor there to really, you know, go through messages about what does it mean to follow Jesus and what does that look like? And, and Jen's been doing Bible studies every week with the staff at the clinic going through the same things. And, and so it's just really it's just been phenomenal to like pour in and and help people to go deeper. All at the same time, we're learning to go deeper too. Like we're learning, we're on this. We're all on this journey together and figuring out like what does it mean to follow Jesus. And and so like that's just been you know an exciting thing for us to be going through with with everybody there. And um, so with that, um, one of the things that that we want to share with you guys um, is the fact that um, we want to thank you for supporting us these these past 10 years and let you know that we're going to be transitioning in this next year. So, um, everything on the site is really teed up for um, another family or couple to come to the site and take over and so we, we feel that this is a, a, the perfect opportunity and time for transition. And so if you happen to know of anyone that is interested in missions or getting into missions, um, please, like after, after the service, come and talk to us. Get our contact information. Um, because we're, we're really excited to see how God's going to link up what's next, what's going to be the next season of the mission. Um, and, and we don't really know what's next for us. Uh, a lot of this centers around the fact that um, we're just, we've come to, the, we've come to the, the realization that we are not homeschoolers. And, uh, and we have so much appreciation, and a better appreciation for everyone that does do that and has that skill. Um, but we've got to figure out, like Maylin, our daughter, is in the school there. And um, But we've got to figure out something because there's nothing else around for her in terms of education. And so um, God's leading us to look for, you know, what's best for her at this juncture. And so we've got to figure out, you know, um, where to transition. So, um, But again, like, um, we want to thank you. We want to thank you so much because it means an awful lot to us. Uh, being so far away, the love and the prayers that, that we know are are on this side, um, you know, coming from you. And so if you could, you know, please pray for this transition and for the next couple or family that would come in and take on the work there. Um, and just for us, uh, that we would just be um, be mindful of, of where God wants to put us, not where we would want to go, uh, but where in the world is the right place for us. So thank you. I would see- I would say let's
0: uh, let's pray for Steve and Jen right now, and uh, ask for God to bless and guide and direct them. I'm sure He's got something cool for you out there someplace. And I would really just like to say that on our end, it's it's when when you really think about it, it's amazing that a church in New Jersey, <coughs> excuse me, can be bearing fruit in Liberia. And it, it reminds me of there's a, there's a, a wonderful poem. Um, by Henry Van Dyke. It's an old poem. It's called The Toiling of Felix. And it's a story about this guy who's looking to find the Christ. And so he goes up on the mountaintop. He looks for the hermit and he looks in all these places where he figures Christ must be all these kind of secret, lost, hidden, removed kinds of places. And he doesn't find the Lord there. And then one day in the midst of working, he discovers that while he's like attending to a co-worker who's just been injured, there's, there's Jesus all of a sudden, you know? And uh, the, the theme of the book is lift the stone and you'll find me, I've um, grabbed the hammer and there am I. And, and so he's, he, he gets to work with his life and he works in this quarry, in their quarry and they're quarrying rocks and they're sending them down the river and they, they have no idea what, what's being built down there. Just all this stuff is going down the river. And finally one day he's old, he's ready to retire. So he takes one of the ra- down the river. He gets to the end of the river and there is this alabaster city which just absolutely like blows him away and he exclaims, all the work is ours. Right? And so all of this that has been going on for 2,000 years in Jesus' name all over the world, all of it belongs to us because we belong to him and this thing is, what were we singing before? Um, I'll remember, uh, but the, 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 the idea is simply um, to be that everything that's going on here is something that we're going to inherit. It will all be, our, it's incredible. So we're happy and very blessed to be a part of what you've done, a very tiny part, but that's, at the end, we're going to see like what has been wrought by this incredible saving work that Jesus Christ gave himself for, that he might redeem us and pull us back into something that, um, oh, that's what it was, that <clears throat> at the end of all of this, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's, it's all going to happen. When we are singing today, our God reigns, right? Someday on this earth, every living, breathing human being on this earth will join in that exclamation of giving God all the glory and all the praise, because God will ultimately reign. is isn't quite here yet, but the mission in Liberia is working towards it. The Freedom Church is working towards it. Your life is, should be working towards it. And really, this is a goal that is worth really setting all other things on the side for to, put, to make this priority, because when this world is done, the only thing that's going to be left is the kingdom of God and the lordship of Jesus Christ. So you guys make it look fun. I think it's <laughs> awesome that you do that. You're working real hard. and You've accomplished some stuff. I'm real impressed by that. The you know the, just the compound mm. that you've built and all the things wonderful. So let's pray for them, shall we? Father, I thank you so much for Steve and Jennifer for the work that they're doing. I can't believe, have we supported you guys for 10 years? 10 years. 10 years. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe that. Time is rolling by so quickly, and they're accomplishing, and we're accomplishing mm-hmm. something for your kingdom. And we yeah. thank you, O oh Lord, that you have given us this great opportunity. Like Steve said, we get to do this, yeah. and it is a privilege. And we have not even begun to imagine what God has, what you have yet in store for those of us who just simply want to be a part of your family. So we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you for saving and forgiving and redeeming us. Thank you for giving us something a whole lot more than just going to church, giving us an adventure to live for and a cause to die for if necessary. And so thank you, Lord God. Bless their, bless their path. Open the path before them, we pray. Open such doors as are in accordance with your will. Close other doors that... Um, may not be pointing in the in, in the fullness of the directions you have for them now. So bless them, keep mm-hmm. them, bless them as they search for uh, proper education and what they are um, what they are envisioning for their little girl. And uh, God continue to use them in a mighty way. Pray this in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen, Amen man. Time. God bless. All right, let's, uh, let's give me a hand. <laughs> Seems to be the right thing to do. All right. Are. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, you know what we didn't do? We didn't do our Proverbs, did we? We also didn't do our creed. I would say we got to do that. And, why are we to that in a second? Let's stand for a second. Can we put that creed up, Danny? This is something that we used to do. We stopped doing it for a while, but I'm altogether in favor of it. I think it's a very important thing to do in this day and age where there's so much confusion. Uh, we need to be clear about what we believe. And so we've been uh, quoting the, uh, the creed here together, and so let's do that this morning, shall we? We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, now, can I just say, you guys don't sound like you're into this at all. Okay? I'm getting this, this mumbly, grumbly, half-hearted. Come on! We are declaring the most important thing in the world. Right? The most important thing in the universe. We are declaring these most fundamental, most sacred truths. Let's start it all over again, shall we? Do it with a little enthusiasm. this time. You know what enthusiasm, you know what the word means? Entheos. God in it. The word "enthusiasm" means that God is somehow in the mix. That's why it has joy. That's why it bubbles up. I was thinking of that first this morning. With joy you shall draw water out of the wells of your salvation." Isaiah chapter 12. That's what we were doing here this morning. So here we go. Are you with me? Yes. All right, here we go. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who together with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we are all about here at Freedom Church. So, and uh, if anybody's kind of tripping over that word Catholic, I know, you know, you sometimes wonder what these how wh- where these words fit in we are not a catholic church we are certainly not a roman catholic church although we have no animosity towards anybody who's trying to move the kingdom forward so we don't have uh, negative things to say or an axe to grind against everybody but that word catholic just simply means universal, universal right the church is universal the church is one holy universal and Apostolic, or that is founded through the apostles. Okay, you may be seated. Oh no, you may not be seated. We got to do our one more. Ah, there it is. We got to do our proverbs, and then we'll go back over the other ones. Do we have that proverbs one? There we go. This one should be. We had given you a pass on this one. This is like way too easy, huh? Oh, we give you a little, catch you a little break. Okay, here we go. Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Amen. You may be seated. Okay, and one more appeal here before we go. We want to remind you that we are doing a a parking lot paving program in the back of the church there, you probably saw the little parking lot thing that you'll put together, and people are buying parking lot spaces. And a parking lot space is 175,000 dollars. <laughs> but for you I give me 200 bucks. Yeah, we'll call it even. Yeah, a parking lot, is, a parking lot space will be 200 dollars. and as Pastor Joe mentioned last week, if you're not going to be here, you can set up something by which you could rent yours. So you send up a little somebody here to, you know, collect the, a, a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, OK, we're just being silly. <clears throat> but for those of you, it's, it's wonderful to see new faces and have new people dropping by. It is wonderful for sure. And so we just want you to know what uh, we're up to here. And uh, that way we can get this parking lot like all prettied up and made nice. Kind of like the final thing. Everything in this building has been renovated. I mean, we've been busy since 1996, renovating this building and fixing it up and making it nice. It's nice, isn't it? Are we not blessed that God has provided something? We started with nothing except a few friends. That's all. few friends getting together. That's how the church got together back in 1988. And we've stumbled our way along. And here we are still somehow serving God. We haven't crashed or burned or wrecked it or somehow... Um, disqualified ourselves in some way, right? That's, uh, that's easy to do, too. So we thank God for what he's doing. And that would just be a nice little way to put a little cherry on top. Donna, are you asked, were you raising your hand to um, get into this? What's that? Yeah, we're, we're, a, little, we're, we're a little miffed about that. But, just, you know, just because you've had a couple little health concerns, you know. What's that? Yeah. Oh, 250? You see, I'm, 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 I'm... I thought maybe I missed okay. the sail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I missed the boat is probably what got missed here. But thank you for pointing that out. And uh, yes, so correction, I, I stand corrected. 250, let me make it 275, you know. Let's, let's pick it up a little bit, you know. Actually, we'll, we'll, the, we'll split the extra 25. Thank you, Donna, for pointing that out. Thank you for making your pastor look like a jerk. You know, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Very, very kind of you. I really very, very, You know You, did. <laughs> you really <laughs> missed me. Mm. All right, so. for drinking that expensive water. What's that? It's for drinking that expensive water. Ah, uh, that's what it is. <clears throat> okay, so we are, let's spend some time in the Word, shall we? Now, over the last little while, as you know, if you've been uh, <clears throat> here with us on Sunday mornings, uh, we have been into the book of Proverbs and uh, have done a lot as far as getting ourselves familiar with the Proverbs and the whole purpose of the Proverbs, which kind of comes across pretty um, straightforwardly and directly right off the bat. Right off the bat, the book of Proverbs tells us what it's for, who wrote it, why it's here, and what it will do for us. <clears throat> Let me. See. Here's my little <clears throat> my little doodad. So today what we're going to talk about, as I have been mentioning over the last little while, hopefully we can get it all in, here this morning we want to talk about the five kinds of fools. How many of you, many of you are like close enough to my age to remember an old song by Anthony Newley, <laughs> right? What kind of fool am I? Right? So we got an answer for you this morning. If, if you've ever gone around, found yourself singing, f- uh, found yourself singing the song, and wondering what kind of fool you are. We should be able to help in, provide that information. Someone once said, I'm a fool for Christ. Who's fool are you? you yeah. Right? So, here's the, uh, here are the Proverbs that we got started with. <clears throat> and just, just out of the... Uh, oh, and by the way, I should, I should also simply say before I, uh, before I actually launch into this. I want to say thank you to Jamie. Where's Jamie floating around? There he is. Jamie, thank you for doing the, the weeks and weeks of preaching and preparation and all that it takes. We appreciate all that you bring to the table, and all the, the, that you bring to the Word and, and the, uh, the ministry that you bring to the congregation. So praise the Lord, man. God bless you. And <clears throat> we have Pastor Joe Joe over here. Now, <clears throat> Pastor Joe is a gift giver, aren't you? Would you say that's true? I so. I, no, I, but I mean, it, you like giving gifts. You do, right? And, and Pastor Joe has given me a couple of gifts along the way. And so a, a while ago, a number, number of months ago, um, we th- I thought, I've got to give something back to Pastor Joe. So I couldn't think, you know, what do you give to the man who has everything? right? So I finally hit on it. We were in Costco and they were selling two Yankee tickets, two hot dogs, and two beverages for $100. Good deal, right? Real good deal, actually, when you think about it, right? So I, I got one for Pastor Joe. Now, Stevie and I have been to see the Yankees twice this year, and both times we went to see the Yankees, they got killed. They got murdered 10 to nothing by the Mariners, and forget what the other, 6 to nothing or something like that. I lost one we saw, but it was just a blowout, you know? Which, it's great to be at the game, but you hate to see your team get blown out. But Pastor Joe, I buy him a ticket, he goes to see the Yankees, and I'm getting texts on Wednesday night, and I'm thinking, why is this guy not in church? He's uh, texting me about the Yankees, you're home watching the Yankee game, what's the deal with this? I like Finally, I tested, I, I said, are you there? Well, the night you were there, which was Wednesday night, Aaron Judge just happened to hit four home runs. <laughs> one of which happened to be a grand slam, and right? Three, and one was a grand Oh, three home runs, yeah. and one was, a, and and the next day I think he hit another one. Okay. Well, come on. So, so I, so I said to Pastor Joyce, I, I think maybe you blessed him, you know. So I'm kind of expecting the Yankees to go on some kind of a ride now, you know, straight to the World Series. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. They broke a nine-game losing streak. Yeah, there you go. I was there. You were there to turn the tide. Hallelujah, okay. Pastor Joe. All right, let's get into the Word here. Enough tomfoolery. Okay, so so here's the uh, introduction. Five kinds of fools. We're going to do a study in Proverbs, and here is here are those um, passages that we've looked at and memorized. I hope that you are taking the time to really, you know, speak it over your life and and speak it into your head, speak it into your mind, bring it into your thinking, because it will absolutely positively impact the way you think, and if the way that you think is impacted, then the way you behave will be impacted. And if the way you behave is impacted, other people's lives will be impacted. And so it's really all a matter of kind of getting God's word down in our hearts first. And then we, um, you know, we have the, the ability to touch others with that word of God. Okay, so here we go. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right and just and fair. These proverbs will give insight, yeah, these proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. And then he lays the big foundation stone for the whole thing. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And so we're we're going to look for a little while because that word fool comes up. If I were to ask you this morning, do you, would you say which word more um, more defines or describes you? A fool, the word "fool" or the f- word "wise? I'm thinking that probably most of us would say uh, there have been times when I have been in either of those two camps. But I would like to think that I was a fool who was becoming wise. I'm not altogether there yet, even like Paul could say, I haven't, I haven't laid hold of this thing, but this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, I keep on pressing forward to the high calling of Christ Jesus, right? And so he encourages all that are mature to think in that same way. So um, with this, this whole idea, the Bible talks about fools, the Bible talks about wise, most of us are in a process. In the end of things we will wind up being one or the other. The people who are eternally separated from God, will forever be in a place where they will understand what fools they were, to have a, to, ha- to war against the almighty God who created this world, created this universe, created them, and they wanted nothing to do with this creator. So they will have, as I said, I think three weeks, three week, three weeks ago, they will have won their war against God. They will be forever banished from the presence of the Lord by their own choice, okay? Those people will be seriously in the category of eternally fools. But what God is calling us into, this is why the admonition over and over, and my son, if you will listen to my words, if you will receive my guidance, if you will store up my commands within you, if you will lift up your voice for wisdom and cry out for understanding, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. So there's there's something, a lot of this is on us, that we would seek God and say, God, make me wise. This, This is like, Free, available wisdom training that is available to everybody. So let's take a moment and pray over it. It's pretty much killed the whole message here this morning by just talking. Father God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, O oh Lord. You have made us sons and daughters in your house. More than that, you've made us kings and priests unto our God. You have elevated us out of this ordinariness, the mundane, everyday, ordinary, drab world that we are passing through, and you have lifted us out of this, and you have opened up a whole brand new vision, and we thank you, O God. Thank you. This is not the end of anything down here, and with all of its turmoil and all of its craziness and all of its lies and fraud and falsehood and superficiality and facade and all of this... Lost world down here, we're not here anymore. We're not part of it anymore. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, hallelujah, all things have become new. So we thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your family, for cleaning us up, for forgiving our sins, for giving us your mercy and your grace. Bless our time this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. All right, let's hustle here a little bit, right? So right off the bat in those few verses in this introduction, we learn a whole lot about the Proverbs. We learn about the author. These Proverbs are written mostly, not altogether, not completely, but mostly by Solomon. And we know where Solomon fits into the picture because Solomon is David's son and David was king of Israel and Solomon became king of Israel because he inherited the throne. Uh, we, We find out what these Proverbs are for. They are to teach people which people? All people. All people can enter into the blessing of being white people, black people, rich people, poor people. All people can avail themselves of the wisdom of God that is right here for free. And that wisdom, as you notice it said, let those with understanding, um, yeah, uh, let me get that. That's Yeah, these proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young lit. The wise listen to these proverbs, and what will happen? You'll become even wiser, right? So God desires for us to have wisdom. You need wisdom because the world is such a deception. The world is such a fraud. The world is such an empty and unfulfilling promise. It is a disappointment. It is subject, says the scripture, to futility. That's the world that we're living in. So you can give it your best, you can try your hardest, you can work so hard, you can give it everything you've got. You can't win. I don't say that in a discouraging way. God has made it to be that way, so you get to the end and hit the wall and say, "What is this all about?" Sooner or later, everybody hits the wall and gets to that place where he's like, "God, I, I think that was my wife's prayer. When God, if you're real, I'm available. You can take everything in my life." I felt the same way when the Lord came strongly into our lives back in 1978, you know, Lord, you can, you can take it all because this world, take the whole world, the old song used to say, but give me Jesus, right? Anybody remember that song or am I just the oldest guy in the house this morning? Take the whole world, give me Jesus. So anyway, right off the bat, we know that what they're for to teach people, what are we to teach people? Wisdom and discipline. What will be the result of people learning wisdom and discipline? They will then live disciplined and successful lives. Now, I thought this this was an interesting thought. That... Again, this is for all people. These, these proverbs exist to teach people wisdom and discipline, so it's for everybody. But there's one particular group of people that has really been able to most capitalize on on the word of God, and that is primarily the, primarily the Jewish people, the Jewish people, because they this this is part of their heritage have incorporated and inculcated these scriptures and these scriptures themselves actually particularly these proverbs they are written specifically for young people to teach young people moral integrity personal integrity that's what they were for that's what they use them for now when you when you review the status of jewish people around the world by and large would you say that they are reasonably successful Jewish people. Now, again, I'm not trying to stereotype anything, but I think that it, you don't find jails full of Jewish people. You don't find, like, like disastrous communities full of Jewish people. J- Jewish people keep their lives together, keep their families together. They're not perfect. I'm not trying to make anything more of Jewish people than their people. But they are an illustration of the fact that if you do it God's way, success will be forthcoming. Peace will be forthcoming. Purpose will be forthcoming. Wisdom will be forthcoming. All the things that we most need in this life to find our way through or to to navigate our way through this crazy world, all of those things you can see exemplified in the life, essentially, of the Jewish community because the Jewish community, by and large, is quite successful. How did that happen? Because these things are just built into the culture. So God wants to give you and I that same ability to be successful in Him, Now these Proverbs are so remarkable, they are so powerful, they are so life-changing that they even work on teenagers. Can you believe it? They even work on young people. I, I, I don't know if you ever saw that thing that says, teenagers, tired of being harassed by your parents? Act now. Move out. Get a job. Pay your own bills. Do it now. Now while you still know everything. I found this little quote by Michelle Tafoya. Michelle Tafoya now is kind of a Fox commentator, but she was a, uh, an NFL commentator for years, uh, kind of a sideline person in a lot of uh, NFL games. But she says this, it's so exciting. My son turned 14 and now he knows everything, everything. I don't have to tell him anything anymore because he already knows. In fact, he knows more than I do and more than his dad does we couldn't be more thrilled. What a joyous time. <laughs> so anybody that's worked through those, you know, teenage years, uh, you've had a little taste of, of all of that. So, um, so, So in going through these Proverbs, it tells us where they're from, what they're for, what the result will be. And you can cash that check. You just have to Get in there and apply these things to yourself, and you will find the benefits as well. But then he lays down the foundation for it all. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So we've talked about the fear of the Lord, because I think that's a really important concept, and I think, as I mentioned when we did talk about it, that I think it gets dumbed down a little bit, or we... We don't, uh, we, it's not, we, we don't accept it as the challenge that it ought to be to, uh, to our lives. In its softest sense, the fear of the Lord is having a healthy respect for God, okay? In its sternest, or I think in its realest sense, it is fearing the consequences of living in disobedience to God. You are wise if you fear the consequences of living in disobedience to God. So anyway, that's kind of the, the basis for it. So I want to get some time to, to the other half. We talked about the fear of the Lord, but let's talk about fools a little bit. Fear of the Lord is the beginning or the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So, um, so I want to present to you in the next few moments, at least we'll get started with it anyway, the five kinds of fools, so that you'll be able to walk out here this morning and you'll be able to say, I'm that kind of fool. No, you're not. You're a wise person. Becoming even wiser. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. So you are a wise person in the the process or on the road to becoming even wiser. So the five types of fools are the simple fool, the silly fool, the sensual fool, the scorning fool, and the steadfast fool. All right, And we'll go over them. And we probably won't get it all done this morning. The simple fool, the silly fool, the sensual fool, the scorning fool, the steadfast fool. In the Old Testament, the word fool is actually a translation of five different Hebrew words, and they all have nuance. They all express some unique aspect of, of what it is that erupts or, or becomes foolishness in the life of a person. Um, our English vocabulary doesn't take in all of these nuances because we tend to translate all five of these words as the word fool, but there's a whole lot of, um, there's a whole lot of um, nuance to the whole thing and a whole lot of subtlety to it um, between the different words. So um, It's important that as a parent, as a counselor, as a teacher, as any person who is working with other people, that we would become familiar with these five kinds of fools because I'll tell you what you will see as we study this, you will see people you know. You will go like, oh my goodness, that is so-and-so, <laughs> right? And uh, because it, these things are, are very common. So if we learn to, learn to perceive the characteristics of simple fools, silly fools, scorning fools, steadfast fools, we'll be equipped to identify and respond to fools because you know what? There's a lot of them around. Somebody should have said amen right about. We, I mean, isn't there, isn't there, does it, is, doesn't most of the stuff that you see going on in the country right now that just is so unprecedented and so bizarre and so strange, right? Isn't it like, doesn't it just seem like crazy foolishness? And it could, doesn't it seem like it could be corrected? Like, why can't somebody just fix this thing up? Well, here we are, but, and, you know, I don't, it, it uh. This is tough, man. It's it's tempting to step over to that. But I mean, how can you have a border open for three years with letting people in by the millions and somebody can't say, oh, let's stop that. And it just goes on and on and on and on. There's there's, fools are everywhere and God wants to make you and I wise people in the midst of a very foolish and broken and sinful and rebellious world. So first we will talk about this morning... The simple fool. What is the simple fool? The simple fool, or the Hebrew word for simple fool, is pethi. Pethi. Um, the the word the root word pethah implies extreme vulnerability, um, literally meaning to be opened up. So the word means to be opened up to something. Um, it, it 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 implies a per, it, it it describes a person who is too naive to understand that there's danger. It describes a person who has failed to understand the cause and effect sequences that are part of this world. That if I do something and it's destructive or it's harmful or it's damaging, those things will come back my way somewhere, somewhere down the road. So there is a natural cause and effect. I said before the most important lesson of life. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever. A man sows that shall he also reap. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption but he that sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. That's the most fundamental law. You might say it's God's version of karma. It's coming back. And so in all of these different things, um, we can't afford to be naive, and that's the idea behind uh, this word. The simple fool opens his mind to any passing thought and opens his arms to any passing stranger. In other words, he lacks discernment. The, the simple fool lacks discernment. He has naive and overviewed, simple, uh, I'm sorry, an oversimplified view of life and fails to recognize the cause and effect sequence that affects every area of life. Here's one, here's a proverb from Proverbs chapter 22, which says, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. There's that word simple. There's that word pethy. And it's saying that the simple person just doesn't understand that there's danger in the world. Probably most of us started out in this world. That's why this this applies so much to young people. I'm glad the young people are are in the service with us this morning. Because the sooner you uh, uh, tune yourself into God's wisdom, it is in the Proverbs, you will begin to like chart your way through the world as opposed to bouncing off of it or just hitting the wall here and there and having no idea. You can chart your way. I thought it was so cool, Steve and Jen, when you guys were talking this morning, it's like you just did something wild, charted a new course and look what good things happened and resulted from it, right? But it was all because the wisdom of God was driving the the, 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 the direction of your lives and You accomplish something wonderful. And that's what God would have for all of us, is that He would lead us in, give us the vision of what He's got for us, give us the motivation to kick it off and give it a start. We all know none of us are qualified. None of us are capable. None of us are worthy. All of us are just here to simply try to do our best and give honor and glory and praise to our Lord Jesus. So in this particular case, given the, the, the danger of the world that we're living, the prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished because a simple fool is not discerning. He is easily captivated by all kinds of enticements and deceptions. And usually the person who is the simple fool is dangerously immature, extremely gullible and intensely curious. And you know what curiosity does, right? But it really describes what most of us are or were when we were young people. Naive, silly. I can look back at my life before the Lord came in and uh, I related to a comment uh, that Eric Clapton once made. He said, I just, all I wanted to be was a fun-seeking boy. Right? That's how, I don't know if that, if that characterizes who you were when, I, was you, when you were a young man, a fun-seeking boy, just looking to have a good time, not realizing that that good time could very easily result in life destruction. And I mean, I could tell you a lot of stories about my life before Jesus came in and a lot of trouble and a lot of damage. I mean, a lot of damage and a, a, a criminal record and, and busted four times for, well, it, it's, I, I don't like to tell the stories because it's, it's B.C., who cares? But it said that my life was already going down a road that certainly would have led to deep destruction, and yet, and then that's where the Lord found me and picked me up and saved me. Hallelujah! Thank you, blood, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah! You're What's that? You're under the blood. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Pastor Joe. So that's the first one. I think we're going to have to. Oh, I got a few more. There's a bunch more verses of scripture. Here's here's another one. Here, now this is a great passage in scripture. Maybe we'll try to learn. Where's Joel? Well, have to, I, I wrote a song a number of years ago called "Don't Let Her Take You with Her Eyes." It rocks. And, we'll, and I think we'll do it next Sunday, if I can get the, the band to learn it. But it's all about the story in Proverbs chapter 7, where Solomon says, I was looking out my house and I saw a young man and boy, he, he, he didn't know what was up. And so I saw him walking around there and he's looking around, he's hunting around, he's chasing some skirts, he's doing what he's doing. Let me show you the passage here. <clears throat> He says, for at the window of my house, this is Solomon speaking, at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice and I saw among, I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man devoid of understanding. Now what was the deal or what the story is with this young man is this young man is out looking for some fun. He's looking for love in all the wrong places. And so he's out there and Solomon is looking down on the street and he realizes he knows what's going on. And, he, and, and this young man does not realize that the road that he is choosing to take will ultimately um, bring him to the road to the place of ruin. And as it goes through, we'll, we'll, we'll have to look at it a little bit more next week. It says, he never even knew what happened. He was led like an ox is led to the slaughter. So he just followed this enticement. He followed this, lure, this allurement. He followed it right into a place where it brought life destruction to him. So the simple fool is the, um, is the, is the first level of foolishness. The first level of fooldom, if you will is to just simply be naive, it's to be immature, it's to be gullible, it's to, it is to um, not take life with a level of seriousness that it needs to be taken, and it is to think that somehow I can do whatever I want to do and there will be no consequences. That's incorrect. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. we gotta, we got to press the pause button. Will you come back next week and hear about the four more kinds of fools that we didn't get a chance to talk about this morning? Just in case you're not a simple fool, you know. You might be a silly fool, you might be a steadfast fool, you might be a scorning fool, I don't know. That steadfast fool, that, that, well, we we'll get there next week. So let's take a moment and, and let's just examine. Let's examine where we are. Have you been naive? Have you been silly? Are you being foolish? Are you playing fast and loose with the the rules, uh, are there things going on and you know that you've got to get this under under the Lord's control? If that's that's the story for you this morning, let's let's pray about it. it. Let's give it back to the Lord, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to be here. Thank you for your word, which is full of life, full of truth, full of instruction. And we've got an almost unlimited number of examples of people who have received your word, received your guidance, and their lives are bearing fruit. Their lives are producing something good in this world, even in this broken world. And so, Lord God, thank you that that you have made us to be a part of something that will succeed. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ, glory to his name, that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And we pray, Lord, that you'll just open up to us if we are, if we're being unto the extent that we anyone here is being unwise in a particular area. You know, while we while we're just praying here for a second, let me just kind of throw this out to you. If, if something is taking place for you that you would say, Yeah, this has got to be dealt with. This is this is danger down the road. Uh, it may not be. It may not have brought you to the place of destruction yet, but there's danger there. And we're living in the midst of a world of danger with false philosophy everywhere and error. I mean, it's too tempting just to to begin to take a look at the craziness that's part of our world right now. But there's so many things and it's important that we are not deceived, not led down into some road of foolishness or immorality or wickedness or rebellion or whatever it may happen to be. So, Lord God, we just bring ourselves before you. Continue. Holy Spirit, strive, strive. Strive So, that, strive with us that we would be constantly reminded to again, day after day, offer ourselves back to you. That you might express your purpose and express your love through these lives of ours that you've given to us. So, Lord God, thank you for the information. Thank you for the the wisdom and holy spirit we pray that you will just um, take all of these things and keep them keep them working in our minds and motivate us to actually commit all this to memory pray this now in jesus name and for his sake and all of god's people said amen, amen.